and welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. In life, there's the next right step, which we all like to hopefully make. And if we don't make the right step, we might end up stepping in dog poop. <laughs> we are Two Steps Ahead Podcast, highlighting the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. I'm Son Edom, alongside somebody who is looking forward to the new year. <laughs> I am. Whenever that might be. Right. It might not be. It might not be a calendar year. Yeah. <laughs> it might be uh, something else. Hey, on the show, we're going to try to delve into something that we probably take for granted and something that we think we might be experts at or we might be doing effectively, but maybe we're not. That's communication. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about communication. So, uh, Tara, talk. Yeah. Oh, that was in that. <laughs> talk. Communicate. <laughs> No, but it's funny because people will think that, you know, like in, in the in the radio business, the communication business, radio business, communication always is poor. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't communicate. Uh, messages from the top never get down to the bottom, mm-hmm. vice versa. You know, there's always misinformation mis, uh, being right. spread back and forth. So, you know, there's always problems going on. So the, the thing I learned early on in radio was that, you know, there's a lack of communication in the communication business or mm-hmm. communication in the communication business is like the weakest thing. And so... Um, so uh, that topic, whole the whole topic of talking communication, is the focus mm-hmm. of the show here today. So yes, talk. we are going to. I've been wanting to talk about this for communicate this <laughs> for a long time. So today's the the day finally it that we're going to get day. into this. Yes, it's your lucky day. It is my lucky day. Um, and the communication thing, like you mentioned in the radio you know, world that communication was like lacking, which is ironic, right? Because they're in the communication business, but we're all bringing something to the table and the way that you can, um, find out or the way that you can, um, analyze whether or not you're having good communication in your life is the amount of drama. So if you have a lot of drama or like at work, if there's a lot of turnover, if there's a lot of, um, tension, if there's a lot of, you know, anger or passive aggressiveness or things not getting accomplished, goals not being reached, or maybe their um, the goal is reached, but it really took like it was pulling teeth, you know, getting there and just really frustrating. Or maybe there's deadlines being missed. All of that has a lot to do with the way that we communicate. So if your life is not going smoothly, as smoothly as you would like, could be a lot of reasons for that. But I would guess that one of them is this idea of communication. So is your life smooth or is it dramatic and chaotic or somewhere in between? Well, me personally? Yeah. I think it's pretty smooth because I don't talk to anybody. (laughs) You don't talk to anybody or communicate to anybody. Life is easy street, baby. Easy street. Easy street. No, I mean, it's fine. Um, The thing thing that I find interesting when you talk about that, though, is, is... when the lack of communication is the misunderstanding yes. that that pops up, you know. So, for example, uh, dealing with a situation where uh, I'm trying to get some stuff back mm-hmm. uh, that someone borrowed, and there's a lack of communication, and that lack of communication is starting to fester ill will. Mm-hmm. You know, bad, mm-hmm. bad. You know, you know, it's like you know, a it's pissing me off, and I'm sure the person on the other end is you know thinking I'm targeting them mm-hmm. uh, with my messages, but it's mm-hmm. just, Hey, you know, respond, let's communicate and we can resolve the issue. No problem. You know, there wasn't an expectation of re- resolution to the problem today. It was like, let's just communicate. 
Right. And let's resolve the issue. And so finally then I sent a message and I just said, hey, if we want to have a serious conversation about resolving this issue, let me know and I will make my time, make myself available instead of going back and forth mm-hmm. or me going and not getting anything in return and then thinking, you know, oh, they're just giving me the big F you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so when you get into situations like that and you're not communicating, yeah, there's a lot of hurdles and bumps and misunderstandings mm-hmm. and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. When you are communicating in other relationships where the communication is going pretty good, then yeah, everything's fine. It's smooth. There's really, you know, no, misunderstanding issues there might be other issues but you know you're not misunderstanding things aren't being taken out of context you know, that's the other thing i find out is mm-hmm. people will take something you say or whatever out of context and you're like where did that come from right um so yeah so there's it just kind of depends on but for me personally most of the time i think i like to um say that i'm a good communicator now it doesn't mean i talk all the time Mm-hmm. But when I try to get my point across, I try to be as clear and concise as I can be mm-hmm. to get the message there. Mm-hmm. You know, people might say, oh, you don't communicate well. Well, why not? Because you don't talk. <laughs> well, that's not just because you say something doesn't mean you're communicating. A lot of people will say words, right. but they're not saying anything, they're not communicating. They're just mm-hmm. talking, using a lot of words. So playing devil's advocate, like, so then what would, if communication isn't words, then what would communication be? Well, communication, you're conveying a message from, from let's say, in this interpersonal communication, sending a message from one person to the next. Mm-hmm. I could send, uh, I could give a wink. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying any words, but I'm communicating something. Yes. You know, um, body language. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything, but I'm communicating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you sit and, and we're doing the podcast, you know, I could sit here and just be like aloof. <laughs> God, what's she saying now? <laughs> Well, I'm so, not so typical podcast. Yes. No, <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I'm like, please wrap it up, you know, but I'm communicating a message yeah. of yeah. uninterest, you know, uh, students, you know, they communicate all kinds of information and they never say a word when you're in class, Yeah, you know? So when you're conveying a message, um, or conveying information, you know, or, uh, and, and there's different layers too, because if it's a business situation, if it's a personal relationship, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, I mean, there'd be times where you could be talking to somebody and it could be idle chit chat mm-hmm. about a song that comes on the radio, or whatever. But is that true communication or are you just talking? Yeah. So I would say um, there are different reasons for communication. One, like you said, is to get the message across like we want something or we want um, that other person to um, like you wink at someone, then you're conveying like, you know, I like you, you're sexy, good job. I'm here for you. You know, there's all kinds of things, you know, that a wink can mean, but it's, it's kind of like a, um, camaraderie type of thing, depending on who you're winking at and why you're winking, but (laughs) it could be innocent or it could not be innocent. But, um, so there's, I would say that communication is to, um, send a message of what we want or what we desire. It's also to build community, right? So idle chit chat, Sometimes seems to be frivolous. Other times it's building rapport. It's building trust. It's finding out about the other person. Um, so I would say, you know, building community is another reason for communication. Um, accomplishing a goal, you know, creating a, or finishing a project um, is another form of why we need to communicate in an effective way because we want to accomplish, we want to get from A to Z in the most economical way, right? We want to spend the least amount of money. We want to get there the fastest and we want to have a quality and quantity, right? And so if we're not communicating properly, there's going to be a whole lot of drama in between. There's going to be 
all kinds of um, chaos and tensions. And then people start bringing in their baggage, you know, in that communication, they bring in their passive aggressiveness, they bring in their, their anger, their codependencies, that all gets funneled into our communication. And so the reason why I wanted to bring up this subject is today is because um, this is one of the things that annoy me to no end. It's one of the things that I question the most, especially this year in 2020. And it's one of the things that um, I just kind of like scratch my head. And then I think, okay, how can we make this better? How can I make the communication better in my own life? How can we make the communication better in society? And there's all these different, I know um, last episode or a couple episodes ago, we talked about some of the things that have gone on in 2020, um, you know, there have been so many, there's been so much communication. I don't know that we've accomplished a whole lot, <laughs> but there's been a whole lot of talking and a whole lot of communication and a whole lot of misunderstanding and a whole lot of frustration over a lot of these issues. So I just wanted to bring up a couple or bring up some of these issues. Um, I want to take a neutral position. My, my point in bringing these up is not to take a side or take a stance, but to highlight the chaos that is coming from some of these issues. I just wanted to bounce some of these off of you and see, um, see what you think or, um, see if you agree, disagree, whatever. So disagree. I know, right? Am I right? I should give you a card. Like disagree. 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 Don't, don't agree. <laughs> disagree. Like the red, the red ping pong paddle, the green yes. ping pong paddle. Yes, we should have one of those. I, I have a notepad over here. I can agree. I can. <laughs> disagree. Okay. So, um, let's talk about the mask because I know that's a highly okay. contentious thing, you right. know, going on. So this whole idea. And I'm, again, I want to stick to the way that we communicate about it as opposed to getting into the, the details. So we started off in this pandemic and where they're saying, okay, this pandemic is coming. We don't have a vaccine. People are going to, and of course the numbers were, you know, off the charts. People could get sick. People could die, you know, all this stuff. And it's worldwide. It's not just here. It's, it's all over the world. So everyone, you know, in all the different countries, especially here in the United States, were like, okay, wear the mask. Then it became this sort of like political thing somehow, like, you know, don't wear the mask. So then it became throughout this year, um, it became kind of like a, um, the Republicans have a tendency not to wear the mask. The Democrats have a tendency to wear the mask, right? It's kind of sort of what it's come down to um, at the end, you know, of this year is like, there's this divide on that. And I'm looking at the way that we, communicate. So yesterday I saw a video that was posted by Joe Rogan and I love Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, I've watched several episodes, but he posted, agree. <laughs> there oh. you go. The first agree. So he posted this video on his Instagram yesterday and it was slamming um, the democratic leaders for being hypocritical about wearing the mask. Right. And so I think it was um, Governor Newsom, Mayor Garcetti, um, who was the other one? Chris Cuomo on CNN. And so the video was them saying, you know, to wear the mask, to not go anywhere for Thanksgiving, don't travel. But then they, um, Garcetti and Cuomo, or I mean, um, Governor, um, Cuomo. I just said it, Governor Newsom, Governor and, Newsom. And, and Mayor Garcetti, they both went places. Right. And so the video had this guy narrating 
and saying like what a joke this was that like you're asking us to um you're asking us to to do this but then you're not doing it yourself All right so there's communication right there first um and then i was reading all of the comments about the video and people were clearly frustrated people were and they were starting to argue and they were getting into the merits of you know whether or not to wear the mask or where the hospitals some hospitals are overflowing and some are not overflowing depending on the area that you're in right so there's this debate and i'm just wondering like and then the debate gets bigger because it's like okay if we um we don't want to shut down the economy and then we don't want to um we still want to have businesses we still want to go out and about but then we you know we don't want to wear the mask we don't want to lock things down and then there's all these side arguments it's like okay well if we lock things down mental illness is going up people are losing their businesses you know the kids are not doing well in school and and so and then the nurses are like please wear the mask please stay home because they're on the front line and so there's this communication going back and forth and i i have a tendency to be in the middle like i agree with both sides but the fact that we have sides and we're not on one collective um, team is troublesome to me. And it bothers me a great deal. And the way that we, and so this could be an event like in your family, this could be an ev- like anything going on at the workplace or whatever. It's that there's these sides, there's these two sides that can't seem to communicate in a way that acknowledges what the other people are going through and what the other people are bringing to the table. Like, I don't, I think it's horrible that people are losing their jobs right now. I think it's horrible that businesses are closing. It's terrible. Our economy, the, the toll that this is taking is completely awful on the other side of it. Um, there's a friend, I had a friend in my, um, a group that I lead, a Zoom group that I lead. She works at a local hospital here um, locally, and she said that the hospital is overburdened. It's full. So they can't really, they don't have room to really take any more patients. And I said, well, what's going to happen if more patients come in? And she says, well, they're going to be in the hallway. And she says, the nurses are all stressed out. She says, in the and then the medical, you know, on this particular hospital she says they're I don't know why they're not opening up like the convention center bringing the ship back like we're like right now we're handling it but if the projection if the cases go up like they're saying we're not going to be able to handle it and so she was like she's on this other side like you know people are just not wearing the mask like they just don't care anymore because we're all tired and we're all fatigued so this you know this communication about you know, people taking sides is not helping. It's just not helping and it's getting worse. Um, and we could pick, you know, the social unrest that we've gone through this year. We could pick um, the, the election, you know, leading up to the presidency. There's all kinds of ways that we communicate. Um, and in particular, you know, I brought up the mask. And so you have, you know, Governor Newsom saying, and it could be a Republican. I'm not picking on the Democrats because um, I I think the Repu- everyone I, I look at all politicians the same. I'm not picking on a particular party. Um, but you know he's saying don't travel, and then he travels or don't attend. You know we have to stay home. And then he's at a I think he was the one that was at a 50th birthday party or something indoors. So 
he's giving a mixed message and he's not following through. So he doesn't have integrity. So when we don't have integrity and honesty, look at the chaos that this is causing. So, so Joe Rogan, and I'm not bashing Joe Rogan. I love Joe Rogan's podcast, not bashing him at all. Um, but look at the chaos of the video that somebody made that he reposted. And now it's igniting the masses again. And everybody's fighting about, and we're not on the same page. That This is so um, disturbing to me to live in a society that we conduct ourselves that way. Hell no, we won't go. <laughs> oh. Oh. Agree, disagree, not, well, not agree. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen the video, so I'm not too uh, in tune with the particulars. But, it's but, just when, pretty but much when, you, when you talk about messages, I think it goes back to what we've talked about many times. People try to put everything in a box mm-hmm. and one message for all, one yeah. size fits all. And you can't do you that. You can't do it. So when you talk about the politicians and their hypocrisy, well, yeah, you're sending mixed messages. So mm-hmm. if you can do it, I can do it. Exactly. So right there, the message then should be, okay, as you know, as a leader, you have to now be more scrutinized with what you do. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it. Like you mm-hmm. said, it doesn't matter. We've seen the mayor mm-hmm. of uh, Denver. Mm-hmm. We've seen the lady in Chicago. We've seen the lady in Michigan. We've seen the dude up in Sacramento. We've seen some people, you know, down in uh, Texas or Florida, you know, maybe not the politicians, but the, the citizens, mm-hmm. um, you know, so we've seen all different kinds of people do all mm-hmm. different kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And there's no unification as far as leadership right. as to what we can do. So the right. communication is there's not a message that's being put out there that people are confident about receiving. Right. On both sides. Yeah. Right. And because I, because I, I don't know about, about you, but I like, because I'm um, an editor, because I'm a writer, I look at whenever I see anything, hear anything or watch anything visually, I'm con- I'm editing like what it is, you know, that they're saying. And I don't hear on either side, I'm not bashing or, or praising either side. I think they're both equally equal um but they don't seem to acknowledge you know we've talked about the pros and cons before i don't hear them acknowledging um they have their agenda but they don't acknowledge the downside to what this will do so it's like okay stay away from each other do not go out in public Uh, you are less than six feet from me am i right (laughs) right? but but see that's the thing it's like but then they don't acknowledge Say yes. However, I do understand right. that this is affecting people's mental health. I do understand that people are losing businesses, and that's not okay either. And even though I'm telling you to stay away from each other, because the other thing that this lady said in my um, group, the lady that works at the hospital, the other thing she said was, you know, it's the weirdest thing up in the COVID unit because people can be walkie talkies and look like they're fine. Three hours later, they can be dead. She says it is the strangest thing. Like all of a sudden they'll code or they'll go into, you know, a a arrest or something. And um, we'll put them on a ventilator or we'll, you know, you know, attend to them, whatever. And and she says, and then they die. And she says, you don't know. She's like, there was a 24 year old that died. There was an 80 year old that like, like, it's just so bizarre. So like in her, and that's not. You know, people, I hear people say like CNN is like calamity. Somebody said the other day, calamity central or, or fear central, something that's not coming from any TV station. That's coming from someone who actually like works in the hospital. And so I feel like when the leaders 
talk about or communicate about something, they're not taking into consideration you and you and you and you and you and you and you. You who works at the hospital, you who lost your job, you who lost your business, you who is high risk, you who is, you know, whatever. I feel like we're, we have like our side and we're defending our side and we're not like acknowledging, okay, yes, this is what I want. However, it is going to affect all of this and this is not okay. See, as the consumer of the information, let's say talk about the mask coming from the politicians or the experts, you see an inconsistency. Yeah. Okay. And so for me, I've always come from a perspective of reason and logic. Okay. So I'm told a, for me, Mm -hmm. if I do get it, Mm-hmm. there is a 99.997% chance that I'm going to be fine. I may not have symptoms. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be okay. Right. Okay. All right. Good news for me. If you're older or have pre-existing conditions, no bueno. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, bad news. Okay. So then it's like, okay, now let's make blanket statements. Everybody wear a mask. Well, wait a minute. I'm losing my job and I have to wear a mask and it's not going to affect me. But yeah, it's for them. So we're getting these mixed messages. And I think that's, and then you throw in biases. And I'm not talking about personal biases, but experience biases. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone loses a job, that's going to affect, you know, how you want to, what message you want to hear about wearing a mask or not wearing a mask versus somebody that does have a job. Mm-hmm. If your job is a nurse and you see it firsthand, then your experience is going to be different than mm-hmm. someone that might not have experience. I don't know anybody that has COVID to be honest. Like mm-hmm. unless someone posts on social media, I don't know anybody. I've known three so far. Yeah, see that. Uh, so three my so perspective far. would be different. It's getting but closer. <laughs> it's coming. But, but the message is, is being, you know, convoluted. And I think that's part of the problem is, and then people give up on those people that mm-hmm. say, do something, but I'm gonna go do something else. I mean, that's right. the biggest thing. Right. So and then it causes us to be like, well, screw it right. then. I'm not, I'm just not going to do, right. cause I don't know who to believe. I don't know who to, to listen to. I don't know who to, you know, so I'm just whatever. So let's take this, this lockdown. So, um, the latest one that we're currently in as of this conversation, the first thing I hear is everybody's like, Oh, not again. But then the city of Pasadena, you know, we're closing our restaurants, you know, we're closing down curfews, we're closing everything down, okay? Stay at home order. But then the city of Pasadena comes out and says, you know what? Wait a minute. We have our own health department. We have our own hospitals. So we're going to do our own thing mm-hmm. and we're going to coordinate with our people because this is what affects us. Mm-hmm. What's happening in the city of Long Beach isn't going to, isn't reflect what we do. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Someone is now conveying a message that I'm interested in makes because sense. it makes sense. Yeah. So, okay, restaurants in Pasadena, as of this conversation, are still open. Mm-hmm. But what they've done is... Outside. Outside. Right? We yeah. can sit outside. Yeah, outdoor dining. So, okay, that makes sense. So, but curfews at 10 now. Okay, that makes sense. So, you start to put things together and you start to see a message of, okay, if I want to go eat, I still can. Mm-hmm. I can eat outdoors where apparently the experts have said that it's safe. Mm -hmm. So the message is now being consistent Mm -hmm. message from the top experts say eating outside and social distancing is fine. The city says that's what we're going to imply. And so now Mm -hmm. everything, the, the, the message is starting to flow within those guidelines. Okay. If you approach, we ask you to wear a mask. Okay. You may or may not want to, but let's say for the courtesy of others, we do, but then we can take them off when we get there. Okay. That all makes sense to me, whether I wear a mask or not, I, you know, 
me following these guidelines then is going to protect me, protect you, and I can still enjoy. Mm-hmm. I go to another restaurant. This was you know, a few months ago when we could still do outdoor dining with no mask. The The word was, after every bite, please put your mask back on. I know, on. it's so silly. Okay, seriously? Okay. Like, what are we doing yeah. then? <laughs> Might as well not be there. So the flow of message, if it's consistent, I think people would embrace it. And it's like with anything, you know. Um, when a new boss comes in and wants to make changes, everybody's resistant to change. Mm-hmm. But the good bosses will convey a message of, I'm not going to change things just because I want to. Mm-hmm. Here's my reasoning for change. Mm-hmm. Here's my reasoning for doing things a certain way because my experience has shown that if we do it this way, A, B, C, D, then we can be more pr- productive. We can be more efficient. You guys can have more time off whatever mm-hmm. and then it makes sense mm-hmm. so i think when it comes to like the mass the communication is the mixed message is confusing everybody and in that confusion there becomes frustration and then frustration leads to you know like a little kid you act out right and i think the mixed messages are coming from everywhere mm-hmm. they're coming from the president they're coming from the um cdc has kind of been back and forth a couple of times but the, but also they are learning because this is a new mm-hmm. thing and so they're learning they just changed the quarantine from 14 to seven days mm-hmm. so they're learning as we go um so that causes some confusion because now it's it was that and now it's this right um each individual governor of each individual state has a different idea the mayors of cities across the country have different ideas we don't have a national message we don't have a national cohe you know coherency and it does it gets very convoluted and then people just give up and they're like whatever and so my question is you know as we it's very easy to point fingers but we can't change other people and we can't affect you know i can't affect what the president does or what the governor or the mayor does you know in my particular area but we can learn from, okay, why is there so much confusion going on and so much chaos going on in our society right now? And why are there so many mixed messages going on? One is, you know, this video um, of, and you mentioned multiple, um, we've had multiple videos come out, right, of governors and mayors saying, don't do this, and then they go out and do it. So one is that we need to walk the walk. Right, exactly. <laughs> we need to have honesty and character. And it, it really baffles me is that we are all suffering from a lack of character in our leadership from top to bottom but yet people say character doesn't matter i don't care about character just i just care about my 401k or i just care about my job or i just care about um whether or not i'm healthy you know i'm happy having everything locked down because you know so as on both sides it's like they don't care we only care about what affects us personally what we think affects us personally but we're all suffering from a lack of character because a mixed message is not character. Not being honest, telling lies is not good character. Um, not having a, a cohesive message that we can all, you know, buy into is not good character. So the chaos that we are experiencing right now on so many different levels is doesn't have, it doesn't have to be this way. It's solvable, but it floors me that every every single one of us is reaping, um, not the benefit, but reaping the the benefit of this lack of character. We're all feeling it. We're all feeling the the pain and the punishment of lack of character in every 
as in every aspect of our society, and yet we say, "Oh, character doesn't matter." And I'm like, "Wait a second. <laughs> but that's what's causing all of this confusion. No matter what side you're on, it doesn't matter. We are all suffering from a lack of character, from A to Z, from top to bottom. And yet we could go around saying, you know, character doesn't matter. I don't understand that. That has confused me this entire year and has caused me to, like, what just happened? Like, WTF, like, where are we? And what is that? How can you can't have one without the other? And I've gotten into so many arguments. There was somebody that said to me, like, well, I don't care about their character. I just want them to, um, you can't look at, what did they say? You can't look at how they behave. You just have to look at how they lead. <laughs> I was like, what? How do you separate that? Isn't it? Are they one in the same? Like, I, I'm just so confused by this whole thing. I think there's also the credibility of the message. I mean, I think back to the boy that cried wolf. Mm-hmm. You know, the message was, there's a wolf here, there's him in a danger, so he comes running, ha-ha, just a joke. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it comes to the point where he does say, hey, this is a wolf here and it's for real. No one comes mm-hmm. and there's a disastrous result from that. Mm-hmm. And so I think, too, when it comes to some things on the national level, the political level, you're looking at people who don't, A, trust the messenger because of whatever reasons, mm-hmm. you know, and those could vary. Mm-hmm. Um the messenger has proven himself to be untrustworthy, mm-hmm. you know, by actions, word and deed. Mm-hmm. Um, the unknown, you know, um, people don't have all the information. And we saw from the social dilemma that misinformation spreads faster, mm-hmm. you know, by a rapid rate than the truth. Mm-hmm. And so what do we really know? Mm-hmm. And so if you look at a nurse in a hospital that sees firsthand what's going on, mm-hmm. and then you have someone like me that hasn't been affected by it at all yet. Um, there's two different messages, mm-hmm. you know, there's a disconnect. Okay. What's affecting me. And then I use me as an example because then I take a look at what the experts say. It's like, I'm a 99.997 mm-hmm. and maybe no symptoms. I could be asymptomatic. It's not even going to bother me. Mm-hmm. Well, it I mean, hasn't affected you physically, but it has affected you economically. Well, yeah. Yeah. As far as, as job, far as people that actually, actually, actually job, know it. Yeah. yeah as, as far as people that have actually been sick or yeah. not sick. Um, and so then I look at it and I'm like, okay, well, if I'm being told that it's no big deal to me, mm-hmm. But now I'm being locked down. That's almost like saying that, you know, oh, my neighbor committed a crime and I'm going to jail with them for it. Mm-hmm. It's like it doesn't make sense. And mm-hmm. so the, the message isn't being sent there. You know, something, and this isn't what we should do, but something along the lines of coming out and being, you know what, we don't know. Things are going to change. Mm-hmm. We might say one thing now, but because of the ongoing circumstances, we might need to change what we say to something else. You know, something like that in this case might have been more effective. Mm-hmm. And they take the governor of New York. You know, he was the one, for example, talk about credibility and message. Okay, granted, he may not have known, but he says, okay, let's put people with COVID in nursing homes. Mm-hmm. Disastrous effects. Mm-hmm. Well, he never came out and apologized or anything, mm-hmm. and he never took. Uh, he never owned that, and then he tried to deny it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now he loses all credibility. And, and people see it with his message. Mm-hmm. Okay, granted, the guy didn't know. Nobody knew. Right. He's not the only one. New York was just hit the hardest. Right. And so he's going to be under the microscope more. He could have come out and said, okay, that was a bad idea. I, we didn't know. But we've learned from that. Now we know we need to do something different. Mm-hmm. There'd be more credibility in the message. But since then, people have lost all credibility in his message because – he didn't own up to it. And he's like, I wasn't. And so, yeah. And you make an excellent point because there have been so many people 
in the media, whether it is a politician or a movie star or TV star or whatever. They have been so many people that are in a situation and we they deny or they blame or they rationalize or um, anything to get the attention off of the mistake that they made, whether it was the affair, whether it was the you know, making a bad decision for COVID and, you know, all those people dying in the nursing homes. Like it's really hard for us to admit our mistakes. But like you said, if they would just say, like, I made a mistake, if they would just say that, you're right, there would be a lot more credibility. But why is it so hard for us? Because that is part of the confusion. So that's why I started off at the beginning of this podcast saying, not you specifically, but in general, how much drama, like you'll know, if the communication in your life isn't going well, you'll know by how much drama is in your life and how much chaos and confusion, how much energy do you spend talking to people and arguing or having tense conversations or chasing people down or whatever. And that's that's a big indicator of the type of communication. And I think that we're seeing on a national level, the level of chaos and the level of anger and frustration and depression and just on and on and on. Because we cannot um, bring it to ourselves just to be honest. And and we can say, like, we can, you know, point to um, uh, the people on TV and say, oh, my gosh. Like, and I've said it a hundred times. Why don't they just admit it? You know, like, Bill Clinton was a classic example. You know, just say it already. And some of these other governors and some of these other you know, people just like admit it or like, why make us go through months and months and months and months of investigation when you know darn well there's evidence or lack of evidence and um, why put us through all that, right? And we have such, as human beings, we have such a hard time admitting our mistakes because the fallout, we just don't know what the fallout is. And so we have to, the only thing that we can do because we can't change other people the only thing we can do is practice it ourselves and we do the same thing. It's easy to point fingers and say, okay, if he would just say, yeah, I put people in nursing homes, they died, it was the wrong move, you know, I'm sorry. Like if he would just say that, you're right, his credibility would go way up. But we have to ask ourselves like, okay, when is the last time that we, um, I'll just give a bunch of examples. When's the last time that we, um, did something in the checkbook and our spouse didn't know? Or when is the last time we um, were supposed to do like some sort of a chore or some sort of something and we didn't, and we didn't do it or we did something different, spent money when we weren't supposed to, Um, you know, any number of things. And what do we do? It's like, oh, Oh, I didn't know that. Or I've had that for a while or I've, oh yeah, that was a, a necessary you know, thing or how or we pay cash instead of a check so that it's not, um, so we can't, there's no, there's no trail. Right. And so we hide it or we get extra cash from the grocery. You know, you pay for groceries and the groceries are $80. You get, you know, $20 cash. Oh, the groceries were a hundred dollars and you put $20 in your pocket. Right. So I think we, the only thing that we can do, I think in this madness is to, I know it sounds cliche, but like to, be the people who we want them to be because we have to look at ourselves and like, am I doing that? And the answer is yes. I do it. Like I deny things like I don't want to be in trouble either. I don't want to look bad because if we look bad, I don't know, like 
you might make fun of me. You might not want to be my friend anymore. You might, I mean, we're not married, but if we were, like, you might want a divorce or you might leave me or something. Like, there's all these repercussions because of communication that we're not on the same page, that we are afraid of the fallout. I mean, look, I am so, I'll say this because uh, um, just for context, I'm a registered um, Republican and... um, (sighs) I know, right? I'm going to change my <laughs> political affiliation. I'm a registered Republican, and I am so mad, so angry at the Republican um, senators and congressmen and everything right now for everything. Like, I, I don't understand. They're they're more concerned with their own career than they are um, with the good of the country, and that makes me mad because they're not they're not working with integrity. And so we have to look at, am I doing it too? Am I getting the the 20 bucks? Am I hiding things? Am I being deceitful? Am I manipulating things to, to make things look better? We have to ask ourselves that. We have to start there. And then we have to insist on people being honest with us and not ignoring it, not defending it, not taking sides and saying, okay, um, it wasn't okay to lie. Now it is okay to lie. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I think we are participating in what we accept. We're participating in what we don't, you know, call out. But we also participating in doing the same thing. We're pointing fingers at other people and then doing the same thing ourselves. So we also are being hypocrites as we call these politicians hypocrites. There's a, um, a movie that I like to watch. It's a money ball with Brad Pitt. Yeah, it's he, a good movie. He plays the, uh, the general manager of the Oakland A's, mm-hmm. uh, Billy Bean. And he's got his sidekick who is, uh, kind of like a protege of sorts. Mm-hmm. And it comes down to this conversation about having to deal with players that were traded or dropped, you know, sent down to the minors. And so he does this exercise, uh, Brad Pitt's character does this exercise with his, you know, protege. Okay. We just acquired somebody or so we have to send somebody or we traded somebody. What do you tell them? Mm-hmm. And so then the protege's character is like, well, um, we've, we've traded you to another team. And then Brad Pitt's character says, well, I just bought a house. My kids are in school. And then the other guy's trying to explain that away. And then Billy Bean or Brad Kitt's Brad Pitt's character basically says, no, stick to the basics. You've been traded. Here's the information. The people are going to contact you. We wish you the very best. Just leave it as that. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, it's kind of interesting because it's, and later on, then he has to do that. And he's all nervous. The kid's all nervous that there's going to be blowback. The guy's going to yell at him, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And he basically says, Carlos, you've been traded. Here's the information to the traveling secretary. They're going to be in touch with you. Mm-hmm. We wish you the best. The guy gets up and he leaves, and then there's a big sigh of relief, right? Yep. But the but the thing is, is I think there's that to a certain degree with communication is that if you, you know, deal with the facts at hand, deal with what's pertinent, mm-hmm. what's important. Uh, some of the other stuff that people might bring up isn't necessarily pertinent to the conversation. Mm-hmm. The fact that somebody's kids in school and they have a house is important to them, but it's not pertinent to the information of the conversation. And so if we can keep that in, and and so I learned from that learn from that was to keep that in check. If I'm having a conversation 
have a conversation on that topic. Right, right. You have to stick to, yeah, you don't want to bring out the history. You don't want to bring out, I mean, there's time for that. Sometimes you have to talk about the history if there's a pattern of behavior that is um, causing, you know, damage that needs to be addressed. But yeah, in general, you want to have a conversation where it's like, um, okay, we need to stick to the topic. Um, you pulled, you know, money from the account. We're just going to talk about, you know, that we can talk about the other things later. So there is an art to the way that we communicate with each other. Um, but again, we have to look at our blind spots and we have to be willing to acknowledge that we have blind spots and we have to be willing to acknowledge that, um, the way that we are communicating could probably be infinitely better. And we are doing a lot of things that we don't even realize that is sabotaging the very thing that we want. Right. And so by playing games, by, you know, hiding, manipulating, rationalizing, we don't realize that we are participating in the chaos that we're trying to get rid of. If we would just be just straightforward and just, um, accept our weaknesses and and highlight you know our side of the equation yeah this was my fault this was my side of it um i think we we would be a lot better off but this this whole like conversation and even like not just the mass like you know the the mass thing is is making everybody crazy but um because there are a lot of mixed messages and there's and i don't think that everybody is being addressed you know with the mass thing i don't think everyone's being addressed in the in the locked it's like one side is talking about mental illness the other side's talking about i should be able to do whatever i want like the other side is like okay but this and then that and then this and like we're not bringing everybody to the table and addressing everybody's needs and then okay well what is best for the team like i might not want to wear it but what's best for the team this hospital might be overflowed but this one may not be so we don't need to be on a lockdown the way that you're on. So like we need to be able to voice that too. And I think when we get to the point where we can address the pros and cons of, I don't want to say sides because as soon as we say sides, then we're already off track. But if we can address the pros and cons mm-hmm. of the situation and make sure that everyone is represented so that everyone has a voice, I think that would calm things down quite a bit. Well, everybody has an agenda too. That's the thing that we have to yes. be careful too, like you're talking about, because you take politicians, for example, and yeah, there's an agenda, you know, one side wants to do something. The other side wants to do something different. So the followers of side A are going to respond a certain way. Their communication is going to be a certain way. The information they want to receive and give is going to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. So for example, the Joe Rogan video, yeah, those that are maybe anti-maskers are going to be a certain way versus those that are pro-maskers. Mm-hmm. But then look at the other thing. You talk about politicians. And again, this isn't a political thing, just a purely objective communicative thing. Adam Schiff was very vocal in a special prosecutor in uh, impeachment for Russia collusion, etc. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's all for that. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was his communication. He is for this. So I guess uh, A.G. Barr just came out and said that the Durham investigation has moved now from Durham being an investigator to a special counsel. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now Adam Schiff has come out and said, that's horrible. We can't have special counsels. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, here's a guy that now has just changed his communication mm-hmm. from one to the next. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now you're telling me that if it fits your agenda, it's okay to do X, Y, Z. If it doesn't fit your agenda, then it's horrible, it's evil, it's demonic. Mm -hmm. And that's the example to me that demonstrates what's going on in America. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, take um, um, the Obamacare, health care, okay? People are like, oh, it's bad, it's this, that. 
for me, being objective, one of the things that came out of it that I thought was good was uh, pre-existing conditions. Mm -hmm. There was nothing for that. And people that are getting sick and now with COVID and things like that, there's going to be Mm pre-existing. So you have to kind of look at things because we all have our bias. We all have an agenda. But if you really sit back and look at things, you know, someone the other night was asking me about health care. Should everybody have health care? And my comment was, well, health care and immigration reform go hand in hand mm-hmm. because you don't want the whole world's population coming to America just to get free health care because you, we can't afford that. We can't sustain that. It's not sustainable. We can't sustain COVID in certain areas because it's overwhelming hospitals. Imagine if the entire world came to our country just to get insurance. Mm-hmm. It would overwhelm our medical system. We'd be in the same boat. So again, the idea for me was you can't just look at one thing in this case, you know, healthcare, mm-hmm. and make a blanket statement, yes or no. What about the young kid that came when he was 17 or when he was a young kid, his parents came and now he's 16, 17 playing a sport in high school, gets hurt. Well, maybe he's not a citizen and he's here, a dreamer, DACA, whatever, but does that exclude him from healthcare? Mm-hmm. You know, we have to look at things from a different perspective, which takes, I think, some training on ourselves. And to move past our biases and our agendas to say, what's the common good? Mm-hmm. And when you talk about communication, that's one of the things that we have to do. If we're communicating something, if I'm a leader at war and I'm the lieutenant leading a platoon in war, there is no communication. I'm going to tell you what's up mm-hmm. and you're going to follow it. Mm-hmm. That's a chain of command. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully in me doing that, I'm not going to get a mutiny. Mm-hmm. Because my actions and my words are going to be consistent, clear, and hopefully for the best of my troops. If I am uh, in a boardroom and there's multiple board members and we're debating stuff about what's best for the company, there might be more give and take because it's more of a different thing. Okay, you, oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Why can't we merge these ideas? And then you come to kind of like a consensus. So I think each individual situation, we can't just blanket statement anything. Uh, we have to look at what's the situation. We have to look at what's the agenda behind the situation. You know, for you going shopping and putting the extra 20 in, what's the purpose for that? Is it because you want to buy a gift for your husband and you don't want him to know? And so you're hiding some extra money along the way so that then you can, you know, surprise him. And he had no idea because he looks at the checkbook and he doesn't see any money missing. And all of a sudden, oh, where'd this come from? Surprise. Or is it because you're going to go do something else with that money? You know, so there's a perspective there in what you're going to do as far as your, your intent, your agenda. So if you come... And he says, is there money missing? Oh, no, I was shopping. Well, you're trying to hide the money because you want to spend it on a gift for his birthday or Christmas or whatever without him knowing. Or is it, are you hiding the money because you don't want him to know because you're doing something else with it? Mm-hmm. I mean, so, so for me, when you're, when you're communicating, there's a, there's a specific purpose behind the communication. And, and what is that? And, and what's the message of it? Sure, we have to do the CIA lie because we don't want the truth out there as far as things because we have a mass pandemic. So yeah, maybe we don't want the whole world to know that we're all going to die. But then on the flip side, you had a guy that came out and said 2 million people are going to die with COVID. The, uh, I think it was the Yale or Harvard model. And so everybody responded to 2 million people dying. Well, he was wrong too. Mm-hmm. So again, you're dealing with communication and you're dealing with information, but we have to be able, like you said, to sit back and be like, you know what? We have no idea what this was about. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to probably have misinformation. Things might change. But yet when we approach it, we need to make sure that we approach because what's good for LA isn't good for Wyoming, mm-hmm. you know, isn't good for some other place. Um, you know, the message here in California is that, you know, Disneyland needs to be closed because it's bad. 
Mm-hmm. It's a super spreader. Mm-hmm. You look at Florida, they've been open. Disney World's been open. I know people from California that have gone to Disney World because they need their fix. And there's no outbreaks, pandemics, or anything. So there's a mixed message being sent. Mm-hmm. So, okay, maybe it comes down to this governor wants to do that. This governor wants to do that. Okay, that's fine. That's how it is. Okay, in this case. So maybe there's not one answer that fits both. He just decided that's good for his state. He wants to do it that's good for his state. And so that's something that you could have two different opinions, and that's fine. But again, it takes it takes a little bit of looking. It takes a little bit of understanding. And, 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 and the other thing, the other component, which I was going to bring up earlier that I forgot until just now, is listen. You know, the other part of communication is listening. Mm-hmm. We're quick to speak, mm-hmm. but are we going to listen to what's being told to us? Mm-hmm. And take it into consideration. So you could come to me and be like, hey, I want to do this uh, topic for the podcast. And I'd be like, no. (laughs) Or I could be like, okay, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Or maybe we can do this. Or, you know, hey, how should this setup be? Or what should I wear? You know, and then you could take it into consideration. But you're at least listening to the information. Mm -hmm. And then, yes, some people in certain situations have to be in a position where they have to make a decision. And it's a tough one. You know, others might make a... um, a decision based on their agenda and it's clear that it's an agenda based decision only to benefit them. And so the, you know, they're going to get hit harder for it, but we can't really look at, I think the, like anything with one box and everything fits in that one box and everything needs to be the same. And I think that uh, true leadership, and that means even the leader of the conversation is going to take into account everything that's being done and consider everything that's being said and listen to it and then form an opinion back. Right. And that is for hopefully when that leader does that is for the good of the team and not for an individual group or an individual agenda or an individual um, side. And, and we don't, and we don't do that. And so I think we have to start insisting that our leaders um, start doing that because if we don't take into account, if we don't listen to all the different sides and all of the different, you know, variations going on, because there's a lot of sections of society that are really hurting and that are really being damaged by all of this chaos, this, this poor communication, this lack of trust, the lack of honesty, the lack of integrity, the lack of character, like we are all being damaged by it. And, um, if we don't, so the only thing that we can do is to look at ourselves and say, am I doing it too? And a lot of times we are because we are, I see people arguing on social media, we get on one side or the other and we defend that side and we're not really like, okay, um, let me try and, you know, somebody, <laughs> there was a person not too long ago who shall remain nameless. Um, but no, it wasn't you, but it was, um, blocked me because they didn't like what I said. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, are we in kindergarten right now? Uh, It was ridiculous, right? So I think that we have to insist in ourselves that we, that we practice these concepts. It's easier for us to point fingers and say, you know, because we can look at the you know, like you said, people have agendas. And so like the CDC or, you know, Fauci and, you know, whatever, I'm not dissing anybody. I'm just bringing up like they have their agenda, like they're seeing all these, you know, sick people in the medical, the medical community. And my friend um, that works at the hospital, she said, you know, only 1% of the population is sick right now. And the, the medical system is, is like 
burdened. It's it's really like really burdened right now. And so if two or 3% of our population of the United States is sick at the same time, we're going to, there's going to be people, we're going to have to open up the convention centers. You're going to have to bring the ships back. You're going to have the people's going to be in the hallways. People are going to be dying because they're not getting, there's not ICU beds. Like our, our medical system just can't handle everybody being sick at the same time. It's not so much that people are going to die, but it's that it just cannot handle everybody being sick at the same time. So on their side, they're saying, please wear the mask. It's not about like, you know, personal, you know, whatever. It's just like, we can't handle the medical system simply does not have enough beds for everyone to be sick at the same time. We just don't, we just don't have that capability. Then the other side is we need to open the economy. We need to, you know, people need to get back to work. We can't be losing these businesses. People are, you know, depressed and, and suicide is up and, 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 domestic abuse and violence and all these things are up. And so we need to get people back out into society and back together because we need to like, how do you, how do you manage those two, just those two things alone? Those are, those are two opposing things. One says stay away because our medical system cannot handle more than 1% of us being sick at the same time. It'll be a disaster. And then the other side saying we cannot stay apart. We must come back together because People are being abused. People are depressed and, you know, dying and losing their homes. And there's going to be people living on the streets. So like, how do you, you know, I think that's the thing is like, how do you bring those two to, those are both very legitimate. Both of those arguments. I agree with both. They're very legitimate. And it's like, but how do you bring those two people to the table and get everybody on board? Be like, okay, this is not about you. It's about this person, this person, that person, that person. We all need to work together. For the greater good, we can't overtax, we can't have everybody sick at the same time, and we can't have people at home losing jobs and businesses at homes and mentally depressed. We can't have either one of them. Neither one of them are okay. So then it's like, so I think the the solution is for us to be trustworthy within ourselves and have integrity within ourselves and be honest. We have to practice it within ourselves and be like, you know what? I made a mistake. I'm going to own up to it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to um, play games. I'm not going to manipulate. I'm going to. I'm just going to be honest. And if we insist on that in ourselves, and then insist on that with the people around us that we work with and our family, maybe it'll get better. My experience, I've learned over the years that. You know, sometimes we like to candy coat things. People ask us something. We want mm-hmm. to candy coat it yeah. and kind of beat the bush and be like, okay, because you don't want to hurt their feelings. Right. But I've also learned that it's also easier just to kind of, in a tactful way, just be upfront mm-hmm. and be straightforward. Mm-hmm. Thus, the money ball example. Mm-hmm. Because in the end, I think the person on the other end appreciates that and respects that It gives that them their better. dignity rather right. than playing games with right. them. And so, and I've learned it's actually easier. It is hey, easier. Hey, so, um, you know whatever, take any example. Uh, why don't you like me? Well, you know, it's because, and this, uh, well, because you're rude and you're mean. I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know what a good example yeah, is. But, yeah, you know, no, I get it. Uh, you like my hair. Well, you know, it's, 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 no, not really because I like, I think you look better in long hair. I mean, I don't know. But when you're straightforward, um, it tends to sometimes get easier once mm-hmm. you get accustomed to it. Yeah. Because you don't want to offend the other person. But then on the flip side, by candy coating it, 
they then find out the truth and now that hurts even more. People pleasers yeah. are not trustworthy right. people. They are and just so not. <laughs> you have to just kind of be so, you know, and so a lot of people that know me know that I'm pretty much straightforward and say it like I, you know, call it like I see it, uh, hopefully in a tactful way, but you just have to condition yourself to, to be that, you know, to, to. And it's not just giving honest information to the other person. It's allowing honest information over ourselves. Like, okay, am I doing this too? Well, here, here, Am I an honest person? Am I really being acting with integrity? So before everything was locked down, you know, I'd go out and hang out with people. And then, hey, you coming out? I'm going to hang out with us tonight? No, why not? I don't want to. Versus, oh, I got this, this, and this. <laughs> but no, I just want to. Yeah, okay. exactly. And then they just move on. Oh, he doesn't want to. And then move on. Mm-hmm. You know, something as simple as that makes it easier than going through all this stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, just don't want to. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, but at first, but, you know, when it comes down you can't really simplify this or put this into one or two or three things because it's very complex. But one consistency is one thing. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be a leader or if you're going to be someone that wants to be trustworthy, you have to be consistent. You can't flip flop. Mm-hmm. Um, now you can change opinion. Hey, I used to think this. Yeah. But you know what? Now, now I have more information. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm going to change here. to yeah. this. So you can change. But be honest it. about it. Yeah. But, you know, the flip-flop like, yeah. oh, special counsel is good. Oh, now it's bad because it doesn't fit my agenda. Um, the other thing is, you know, not everything is going to fit into the box. Sometimes we might have to adjust. You know, if you have kids, I guess it's like, um, okay, you're 17, so your curfew's X. You're 12, your curfew's never. Uh, you have to stay home all the time. You know, whatever. There's, there's different things. So, mm-hmm. you know, oh, that's not fair. Well, it might not be fair, but in your instance, when you it's look at right it, it's thing. fair. Yeah. So it's not going to be uniform. It's, you know, there's going to be differences. And then the other thing, too, is just you just have to kind of try to, you know, be um, so consistency. Know that there's not one blanket thing for everything in the conversation. And then listen is the third thing I would say is if we can't listen, then we're not communicating. Mm-hmm. Um, because then hopefully through listening, we're hearing what the other person is saying and then we can understand more about it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, hopefully then, um, you know, honesty and truth comes out. Yeah. And I would say also go back and look at the episodes that we've done on trust because there's relational trust, there's functional trust and all this boils down to trust. If you're an honest person, you're going to be trustworthy. If you don't lie, manipulate, play games, you're going to be, you know, trustworthy. But go back. Uh, we did two full hours on um, functional and relational trust, and that was at the beach, I believe. So you also get to watch the sunset on those episodes. <laughs> we are Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Check us out on Instagram, TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Click the link in the bio. All kinds of options to uh, listen and watch us pop up. You can find me, at Edom Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S on Instagram. Check out RadioWarp.com, 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific time on Mondays and Wednesdays. They can find you. I am on Instagram at Tara Hoke Shiro, T-A-R-A-H-O-K-E-S-C-H-I-R-O. There's also a link in my bio on Instagram where you can find the swag shop, the podcast video library, my blog, um, all kinds of good stuff. Take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great, be kind, communicate, (laughs) and don't be an a-hole. Thanks, guys.